0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Live Free Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mike Maxwell. Um, This is Live Free episode number 10, so we're in the double digits now. Moving right along, I I did three interviews this week, and this first uh, one from this week is an interview with Kevin Peterson, artist extraordinaire, illustrator, uh, hustler, you know, that type. We touch on a number of different topics. Um, we talk about how he got into the art world and sort of doing uh, creative type jobs and shit. Talk about his tattoos, how he got into working with galleries. Talk about Salvia and Miley Cyrus, dumbass. Uh, the state of the arts, you know, where where the art world is going. Um, talk about Flemish painters, the juxtaposed school, Helen Garber's uh, artistic style switches and the other artist kevin peterson that exists somewhere i think he said in houston so yeah check this out uh he's a rad artist uh make sure you go check out the blog where i will uh, post up information about each guest and what have you if you got any questions or comments or anything make sure you email me info at mikemaxwellart.com maxwell art.com make sure you go on facebook and uh, like the friend page for the live free podcast uh, I post all the episodes up there so you could always get them uh, live and direct um, you should also be subscribing to your iTunes and uh, all that bullshit even though they're still fucking me right now but I got Nancy on the case so so we're working on it um, uh, check out the website com, and you can follow me on twitter at mikemaxwellart gonna be I mean, Well, don't worry about it. I edit it down and make it into something decent. Have you have you listened to any of the episodes? Yeah, I listened to all of them. I like Sergio. surgeons is cool,
1: and so is Yummies and Adams. Uh, my name is Kevin Pearson. I'm
0: thirty. Were you born in San Diego?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, Grossmont Hospital. Nice. There aren't too many of us, uh, OG locals. i like, I think I'm like,
1: like six generations of San Diegans. I don't oh, know really? I yeah, we're
0: old school. So your whole, your whole family has been here for a long time then.
1: Um, I know, well, I want to say, say for sure, at least up to the great-great-grandpa stage. Like, I know at least, like, that's the last one I met, you know? Yeah, right. When I was, like, way little.
0: Well, even to have your grandparents. You, so your grandparents probably grew up around
1: here? No, they did. My gra- Actually, I, I, my grandpa and grandma just had their, like, 60th anniversary. He, uh, <laughs> he's led her like, an interesting life, you know? Like, all, like, grandpas have, like, some facet, you know? Like, yeah. How old like, is he? Uh, so he's about 77. Like, I want to say 77, 78. Because uh, he grew up on the Indian Reservation in Like, but all of our family was either from there or here. And, uh, and when he came down, all he could do was, like, landscaping and stuff. So, like... He started like mowing lawns in like Mission Valley and uh, eventually made enough money to get a couple people under his belt. Like bought a house in like National City, like then uh, one in, I think he like, made one, got one in Chula Vista too. And around that time, like started concrete contracting. Like, you know, it kept going up and up and up and uh-huh. just kind of built his own little business just off of mowing lawns in like Mission Valley. Yeah, but uh, mostly concrete contracting. But like yeah, that, homeless on the San Diego River. Like, join the army was like 17, like seventeen. Imagine what it
0: what it must be like for somebody, you know, seventy five plus, to like see what the the difference in in technology, or even just what the city itself looks like. in comparison. Well, I
1: mean, I I think you can agree with me. You find yourself like once you reach around. I don't know. I'm kind. Of, I consider myself kind of old. Like I'm thirty now. You know. So like, uh. you just start you just just don't think like the people that are coming up appreciate the shit like you just don't feel that way like and i can't i think everybody feels that way about people that are like younger than them you know like oh you don't even know what you're talking about like
0: yeah right like you don't get it you don't know what
1: trouble is you don't know what heartbreak is and hard (laughs) tough and And it's like and, and then you're always the one who's like oh fuck off old man like i don't care like this is my shit like and then, uh, and then you become that old oh, man, and then you realize, ah, oh, dude, like you do get kind of bitter. Like, look <laughs> like, at all these iPods and these video games, and everybody looking down a little screen. Like, we had to shake hands and talk to each other, and, and, uh, you know, we yeah. had to win people over with our brains instead of video games and text messaging and pictures of our wieners and shit. Like, <laughs> so when did you start doing art? I guess, I guess, like, um, my mom styles like drawing and I was like like two, like real little, I was on like helicopters and stuff, like with people in them, uh-huh. and then uh, like she kept some of that stuff, she had like a whole, whole desk full of stuff, but uh, and then like I remember being in like first and second grade and like drawing, um, like battle scenes of like, cause G.I. Joe was really popular, like it was like, it was, like 86 or something, and uh, I would just sit around and draw and make the sounds with my voice, like pew, 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 like while I was like doing airplanes and battleships, and I'll put like dotted lines for like the machine guns and like missiles and things. And uh, uh, I think after that, I just got really into comic books and started like trying to copy them and stuff, like just trying to copy like Todd McFarland or like uh, Jim Jay Lee. I like Jay Lee a lot, and you know Rob Liefeld, all the really shitty ones that like. <laughs> like, everything's exploding all around. They're all, like, super buff and, like, you know, whatever. And then uh, after that, like, uh, I think high school, I started actually reading books, found, like, art and stuff, like, real art. Like, growing up in Oklahoma, of not the most cultured shit ever. But...
0: Yeah, you're an East County kid to boot, not only growing up in San Diego your whole life, but also the East County, exactly like I... myself
1: yeah from like about junior high to high school but before that i was like southeast kid like like uh 54th street euclid like forest man junior high park elementary school like like our whole family was like within like a one mile radius of that like right down this like two blocks from camera and then and then we moved out from home like when i was like the end of sixth grade or fifth or sixth grade like it was, like, weird back-and-forth foggy area for me. I don't really remember. I went to, like, six elementary schools when I was in kindergarten to sixth grade. Damn. Yeah, we moved around a lot. Yeah.
0: Hey, can you hear that sound? That buzzing? Like a, subtle, like a subtle buzzing. God, let me check real quick, okay? It might be an airplane or something. No, it's my. It's one of my fucking goddamn neighbors. Hold on one second. I just want to see if the tape is picking it up. Oh, wait. did it, it just stopped.
1: Yeah, I, I can hear it barely, like it's real, real
0: low. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't come through. But fuck it, if it does, I have the the mic is pointed towards towards you, the computer screen. Okay. This is the first um, podcast we're doing via Skype. We should probably mention that so that uh, if it sounds like Kevin's on the phone, it's because he sort of is, right? Tech-
1: yeah, technically.
0: I'm technically, on you're on the computer phone.
1: I'm on, a, I'm on the interwebs, phone <laughs> The interwebs.
0: So, um, you get done with high school, you go to art school.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I was one of. The, I don't know. I didn't really try to get good grades in high school. Like, I, don't, I think I was like two point seven. I know, yeah, exactly. But like, um, I figured I'm just gonna go to art school. I don't care. Like, I don't even, you know, I don't need to do anything too fancy. I don't need to like join like. Well, I did, actually. I did join, like, clubs and things, but that was just so I could, like, like, hang out with chicks and go to, like, Disneyland and and stuff, you know what I mean? Right. But it wasn't so I can look good, it can look good on my college, my college resume, but, oh, yeah, I went to, i was go to art school. I went to um, Laguna College of Art and Design in Laguna Beach. Like the OC? Yeah, Orange County. Did
0: you, you went to, uh, university as well? So you you did some time in art school and then transferred, or?
1: Um, I got, well, first, first year, first two years of art school were really fucking hard, like, um, you know, you're all poor and stuff, so I was paying for everything myself, like, my family's totally poor, like, dirt poor, all of us, and, like, uh, so basically if I wanted to go to college, I had to take out loans, you know, so. Aside from, like, taking 18 units in school and moving to a different city, like, I got, I had to get, like, a 30-hour-a-week job in, like, Olive Garden, like, being, like, food running and, like, uh, waiting tables and shit. And then I'd have to, like, you know, go to class and get homework done. And I, at all this, I didn't even have a car or anything. And in Orange County, it's, like, totally shitty. Everything's so spread out and, like, it's the worst. So I got, like, super skinny. My artwork started, like, getting, like... Really shitty. I, I failed a bunch of classes. Like, uh, oh, also, Tony Hawk Pro Skater came out. So that put a dent in my GPA. And then uh, uh, I decided, I was like, you know what, fuck this, it, man. It's my shit. I'm going to take my time. I took a break and like went back home for like a year and just like goofed off with my friends and like got my shit back together, got my head back on straight. And then um, went back up like, all like motivated and shit and just murdered so
0: took care of business
1: yeah yeah i did i came back like with all new like a big like a vengeance you know like i came back with like fuck work i'm gonna murder that shit i go to class i'm gonna do really well i don't care i'm like i didn't listen to the teachers as much as i did before because like i don't know the teachers are kind of weird like that like you don't you don't know they're like underlying you know they're their uh, their motives behind shit. You don't know if they're just like bitter weirdos or like, you know, they have a failed divorce and a couple of kids again, You know, <laughs> like, you know that you could tell all that shit now that you're older. But when you're like 21, you don't. You're not even looking for that stuff. You're just like, you're just accept it as, as gospel. You know, like, oh, okay, I'm supposed to do this kind of shit. I'm supposed to. Well, let me turn my phone off. This fucking shit. Joe Rogan just keeps texting or twittering. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. You just you you, can't, you gotta take everything with a grain of salt and I think I came back and just tried to do my own thing like I had a plan and I was gonna implement that plan and what
0: was uh, the plan?
1: plan was just to make the stuff that I wanted to make like which was weird shit and then try to make like weird shit uh applicable to like everybody else like make it to where like I can kind of introduce people into the way I like to see things but kind of do it in a softer way, like kind of ease people into it, like do it in a fun way, like with humor or something like that. Like, so are we are we talking are are we talking about painting right now? I haven't even I didn't even I didn't even learn to paint till like say, I think 2003. Like, like I had to just kind of teach myself how to paint. Like, I learned it well, like during a summer between uh, semesters in art school because I was an illustration major. So like there wasn't a whole lot of oil painting class in uh, classes in illustration because those things were, were like quick turnaround jobs, you know? So they didn't teach something that you had to like cure for three months and then varnish and then, you know, like it wouldn't make any sense. So it was mostly gouache and colored pencil and ink until like, probably until around that time. And then I think I had like, we put on like a student art show called Seven Inches. I have no idea why we called it that. And uh, and so that's we some sort of phallic
0: reference
1: well there was a gallery and there's a gallery in Laguna right on um Laguna canyon road like it's called seven degrees and um it was in the same literally the same parking lot and it was kind of like seven degrees was like really fancy bronze things things with gold on them and like and like uh you know just fancy like like what uh what do you, you know Laguna beach artwork that would go in with a ah, totally. bay window, you know, like, it would complement your, like, your I'm chair, you know, or or whatever, but. Isn't it Eames? Um, I don't know. Or is you that not how,
0: is that not how it's pronounced?
1: Eames, Eames, I'm, 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 I'm retarded. Man. Isn't I'm the dog mean, food? Eames, Eames, I'm, yeah, I, I don't know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. I got to ask like, some of my designer buddies who, like, have furniture from that, dude.
0: So you get out of school and you're thinking, I'm going to do freelance illustration exactly oh, the yeah, way I want to do it?
1: Like, I did, yeah, uh, I thought, I thought I took some of those cards and things, the extras that they had, they gave them to me, and just, like, slapped some labels on them and started mailing them off to, like, editorial departments and magazines and, like, uh, like just started mailing them around, you know, see if I can stir up any business. So I was like, I don't know. Like junior year in college or whatever, and yeah. nothing ever, nothing ever came from it. But um, that's when I started realizing like I don't, I don't think I want to like run around and try to stir up business. Like, and that's when I, I think I decided like I just want, I just want to paint and like put stuff in galleries. And or not even that, I just want to paint stuff and not have to worry about whether or not this is good enough for your to sell your product or advertise your event or whatever. It's kind of like the whole point of illustration you know
0: like so when did but when did you so you made a, a sort of conscious choice that you you were kind of moving away from doing commercial illustration like having people dictate like what you what they yeah. wanted you to do and then moving well, into I, painting
1: yeah because at that I, point I, you I, said
0: you hadn't learned how to paint yet right
1: yeah yeah okay i'm getting i'm kind of
0: all right getting ahead of yourself uh,
1: yeah, I'm kind of getting all over this place. That's okay. I'll <laughs> but, uh, Um No, okay. So after we had that show, the Seven Inches show, like, um, I it was the first time I ever put anything on a wall and got to hear like feedback from a person, like, or people that would buy your stuff. So I kind of like that feeling of just like presenting the stuff on a wall and letting it be, and it is what it is, and whether you like it or not, it's still gonna be there, and then um, it's going to leave after a month and I okay. get it yeah. there,
2: it's
1: right. and it's so,
0: so, uh, much more gratifying like, than doing an illustration for a company and having them tell you to go fuck yourself or something. Right.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because it, sometimes it's not even about like your technique or your skill or anything. It's just like, it's a lot of politics when it comes to illustration and stuff like that. And like who, you know, and how you get your foot in the door. And like, and not to say that, you know, technique and, and, uh, Creativity doesn't have anything to do with it, but it's um, just like it's a racket, you know. Like, and uh, it's a hustle, and you know you have to grind it out. Yeah, I liked it, but I realized like all the stuff that I was putting on the wall was ink and colored pencil and stuff. And when you when you go to school in Laguna, like um, everything there is like oil paintings and like like you know Fingerhut Gallery and Peter Max and you know Wyland is everywhere and you know bronze sculptures. With people like throwing discuses and you know you know what I mean it's real kind of classic classically boring kind of like La Jolla yeah exactly like La Jolla it's a beach it's an art beach town you know and I mean they're coming around because I think the generations are changing you know old money is still going to be old money in Laguna but it's like there's a lot more people with a lot more influence like say in like like the surfing industry and skateboarding industry that's up there like so it's kind of, they're kind of like dictating a lot of the stuff that's going on, like even more so than it was like 10 years ago when I was in college. Like, So like, um, but I mean, at this point when you, when you show things in Laguna and it's colored pencil and ink and not, you know, just like it's not oil painting or bronze, and I mean, students can't really afford to do a lot of that shit anyway. Right. They're so poor all the time. Like, um, just I decide, decided I was like well if I'm gonna I could still do the same I can still do what I want to do as far as artwork is concerned but I, uh, I, I think I want to switch to something that's a little bit more respected as far as like you know painting you know actually using a brush and stuff and and so uh, I, I started
2: just
1: I started teaching myself like how to oil paint and the way that we got taught in school was like all these different random ways uh, wet on wet clove oil like in... Uh, like uh, a la prema, and there's a lot of like, you know, I don't know, man. Yeah, there's just a lot of different techniques, and not, I couldn't get the paint to do what I wanted it to do, or what it was doing with colored pencils. You know, I didn't, I couldn't get the the preciseness. I could, I couldn't keep my drawing, you know, like which is what I really liked. I really liked like, you know, my drawings and stuff. So this messy like big. Splatter, splattery, brush rope, like, strong, bold stuff, like, wasn't working for the type of detail that I wanted to achieve, so I started looking at a lot of Flemish painters, like, uh, Petrus Christus, and Bruegel, and, uh, you know, Bosch, and, um, uh, Dürer, like, like, just a lot of, like, badass, like, painters, like, I just you know, put him of-
0: up in my, um, in my favorite, or my, my heroes folder on my Facebook page. Who? Dr- Dr-
1: Dr- uh, Albre- Albrecht Albrecht Dur. Yeah. Uh, dude, That guy that his uh temptation at St. Anthony was like literally the reason I, like one of the reasons why I started like uh doing ink drawings. Like yeah. that guy that guy fucking hates, It
0: like, took me a long time to find out who he was. Like I had seen some illustrations and like some of the drawings and stuff before and some of the paintings or whatever, but I hadn't uh you know, put a name to to the work or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah. You don't notice how, how popular he actually is until, like, you're like, oh, oh, yeah, this thing's fucking everywhere.
0: But him and MC Escher were, uh, yeah. like, the perfect line drawing geniuses. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so you just wanted to, like, kind of, kind of, like, get into what they're into. Like, you know, Escher with his, like, you know, kind of witty way of making things, like, and uh it's also technically badass and uh you know, I just like I like that duality. Like it like it has a concept and it has like has like good technique. Like you need like two to make something some artwork like awesome, you know. Right. Started ahead. I started reading a lot about those guys, like, you know, and I started like reading up on their master's techniques and started asking certain teachers and I just take like little bits and pieces of um of information and kind of all put them together and then try to make it work towards illustration, which took me like a whole summer, but I got like a whole system. It was like, like it, it worked out good for me, like in the sense that like, um, at at a certain point I was like literally tearing my hair off. Like it's so frustrating to try to like learn how to paint. Like, ugh, like you will go through the lowest lows and the highest highs like in your entire life. Like you will like want to swim swim the English Channel or something. Like stuff that way. <laughs> how
0: long how long have you been doing art full time now?
1: Um, uh, full time? Like, um I was doing okay, I was doing freelance and stuff before I left college and I graduated in two thousand five and pretty much I think I had the only other like regular job as far as like non art job that I had, the last one was um I was room service at Singing Hills Golf Course. Nice. Okay. And that was like that was kind of my last like my last like job job. And that was like 2005, I think. But I, I commuted the whole last semester of college just because like I didn't want to get sucked into a lease and like have to stay up in Laguna. Like I hated it up there. But um, for, so uh, let's let's say probably close to five or six years. Like
0: what uh what other art type like creative type jobs have you done?
1: Um, my, uh, my first one, I was, uh, I was a design, like a designer for an energy drink company with my buddy, Justin, like, and, uh, I just basically, It was one of the, probably one of the worst jobs I've ever had in my life. Like, um, <laughs> like in the sense that like, like a lot of people say, you know, the old term like, Hey, at least you're not digging dishes. Like I'd rather have been digging dishes Like, it, Like it was, um, mentally. The most tiring job I ever had. I started like drinking all crazy just to deal with it. Do you remember where we were at? Um, freelance work. Oh, we're, yeah. No, no. We were talking about uh, our jobs. Energy drinks company. Yeah,
0: energy drinks.
1: All right. Oh yeah, that like worst job uh, ever. It was, it was it was one of the worst jobs ever. It was the company was called Who's Your Daddy? Yeah. So when somebody asks you like, what do you do for a living? You know, like. You just say, oh, I'm an artist, you know, and then you say, oh, yeah, an artist, and they instantly think that you're, like, some, like, hand-handling, coffee-drinking, like, sketchbook dude who just, like, plays his guitar in the park and shit, and then you <laughs> tell them, like, no, 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 I, like, I, you know, I do design work and I, I paint and stuff, and they're like, oh, yeah, where do you work at? I'm like, you know, oh, I work for an energy drink. You know, it, you just spread it out as long as possible so you don't have to tell them, who's your daddy energy drink company. It was just this really bad job. It was owned by like the, these two really young dudes, and um, and they were they thought they were like pubdash Like they both they wore big watches, um, fancy Italian jeans. Um, like they had like their eyebrows like waxed. You know what I mean? Like they're just oh, yeah. like, like like Jersey Shore. Yeah, yeah, but like Jewish, and then like and like Middle Eastern. So like kind of like the Middle Eastern guy in a club look, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So like kind of like that. But anyways, um, they would like pit us against each other in the in like the quote unquote boardroom, and we would have they would try to get other people to rat each other out because they're always trying to fire people to save money. Yeah. So I just got really good at fucking throwing Mm -hmm. people under the bus and like and like saving my ass. Like all I stayed there for two years doing that. Justin and I were the only ones who stayed around. Like. Everybody else got fired, like, <laughs> like we were the only one, we lived together too. We've like lived together and worked together for like two years. We want to kill each other. Like it was like 24 hours a day. Like, yeah, I started like, started drinking a whole bunch and I had like pain at nighttime till like 3 AM and like drink like a bottle of gin and then like wake up at nine uh, or like 15 minutes before we're supposed to be at work in a rush, like frantically closing myself off in the shower. Like, pick up whatever's the least hold get to work, drink, like, two energy drinks, get, like, start getting over my hangover by lunchtime, and then, like, you know, finish off the day strong, start the whole thing over again for, like, two years. I gained, like, 40 pounds, you know, like, fat, eat burritos. And I just wasn't happy, you know, I was, like, fucking bummed out. So, um, eventually they they tried to fire me, and, uh, I wasn't having that shit, you know, I said, you can't fire me, I quit. (laughs) And, uh. (laughs) <laughs> and uh no basically basically i took too many sick days and like they were trying to get me to like pay them back by working without getting paid for a week yeah some bamboozle shit yeah they tried to pull some shit on me they're like well you're suspended you know for a week and i'm like all right and he's like but you know if you sh- if you come in and you work you show us you're dedicated like you know we'll we'll, we'll forgive everything and you know everything will be cool <laughs> and uh I basically just told them to go fuck themselves. Like, and I never went back in. Yeah. And so that started like the mad frantic, like, oh shit, okay, how am I gonna get money? And that's when you start like, like hustle mode starts coming on. And like, yeah. you just start calling up people. Yeah, chase down people for a net thirty uh, payment. That's you know, oh, I did the work for you. I gotta wait thirty days to get a check, dude. Like, like, yeah. So you gotta like. Spread things out accordingly and, uh, stay on top of it. I don't know. It's a big fucking hassle. A whole other set of hassle, but, you know, you know how that goes.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. you're a tattoo collector, right? Collector? You collect your, you're a collector of tattoos on your skins?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I have, like, I've only been tattooed by three people. Um, really? You got a
0: lot of tattoos, though, uh-huh. huh?
1: Yeah, I, um... Both my arms are done by um, this guy from, uh, I believe he's from Tahoe, but he lives in Texas now. Like, uh, his name is Jason Dugan, and he used to work at Aces High in Fullerton. And uh, I basically, I went to art school with him, we became buddies, and um, I basically just kind of gave him an idea, and then he just kind of freehanded both my, my sleeves. Um, one arm's like my work arm, it's all in color. And it uh, has a big tugboat at the bottom that's, like, pumping out all his crap. And uh, and then the other arms I call Pirates just because I like fucking Pirates. And then uh, I got a memorial tattoo on my wrist from my buddy um, Marshall, who passed, uh, We got shot, like, last year, September. Then uh, I got Adam Hathorn did uh, coffee did both the sides of my neck.
0: Who was a Live Free podcast uh, episode five interviewee? Oh, Adam was? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I heard that one. That's good, good stuff. Um, Talking about race relations.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, we've talked about race on, on a few different issues. We've kind of let it go uh, for the last couple shows. Let it let it simmer a little bit. <laughs> Plus, I've been... Well, no, I wanted to talk to uh, Sergio about uh, race, like be a Mexican in California and like all the fucking anti-immigration bullshit that was going on but we talked about a whole bunch of other shit so
1: yeah surgeons and shit dude um (laughs) when did you start working with galleries my first gallery opening was like 2004 like i guess what quote-unquote legit gallery like one that wasn't one of my friends or you know somebody actually asked me to be in a gallery was a toy room in sacramento toy -hmm. room gallery yeah sacramento and um it was with like jack howe and Musgrove and um, Sean Christopher and who else is over there? Um, a couple other friends from school: Dugan, uh, Jared Everhart, um, bunch of other kids. But uh, yeah, I just did a bunch of ink drawings. This is before I kind of like got into painting. You know, I got I had only I'd only done like two paintings at that point, and I'm still kind of like working my shit out. Like, but what year was that? What's up? What year was that? uh 2004 it was like january 2004 it was a group show called uh religion versus allegory
0: nice that's a cool yeah. title
1: yeah it was, yeah it was uh, pretty i don't know most of it pretty much means anything i guess like
2: <laughs> yeah might <as>
1: well say, <laughs> like yeah I mean, I it's like allegory is pretty broad but- so are you
0: you're still doing gallery work
1: yeah, I've been trying to, like, slow down on it just because, like, uh, I'm more of, like I'm, like, I'm more of, like, a quality instead of, like, my first couple years of showing, like, I would show, like, three times a month all over, like, L.A., San Francisco. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much all I did, L.A. and San Francisco for the first, oh, and Palm Springs, like, in Modern, like, uh and... Modern,
2: uh-huh.
1: um, like, uh, Copper Mason, um, track sixteen over Bergamot Station. Um uh, what else? I never I've never shown at La Luce or um oh Corey Helper. I started showing at Corey Helfer for a little while. I've just been trying to like stay kind of out of group shows a little bit just because like it doesn't really represent a person's body of work very well. Right. So like I I like to stick to like like, you know, three three people, four people's school, like but uh, yeah, I just uh, I got like I just want to make sure that whatever I do put out is awesome, and I'm not just like throwing something in there just to like throw something in there, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: And if like it's not ready or if I don't like it, like I just won't I just won't put it in So I guess uh, it just probably hurts you in the long run, you know?
0: Yeah. What's it like being a San Diego artist?
1: Um, for me personally, or like just in general, like how do I think it is to be a San Diego artist?
0: Well, for you personally, then maybe maybe talk about, like, maybe if there's perceptions about artists from different cities, like...
1: Um, if there is perceptions about artists from different cities, like, I don't think I've noticed them. Like, because, um, I, get, I guess, I don't know, because every city kind of has, like, the same kind of, like, setup of artists, but they're just different, you know? Yeah. Like... There's always, like, there's always, in every city, there's always going to be the street artists, the graffiti artists. There's always going to be the La Jolla plein air painters that paint and sell the shit at, like, flea markets. There's always going to be, um, you know, the uh, the acrylic, sloppy, drippy, uh, like, Blaine Fontana type of, like, work where you, like, um you just kind of, like, put... It's hard to describe that. It's, like, where, you, you know, you just kind of, like... You put a bunch of different styles together, you know, and like, I, I don't know how to describe that kind of I don't know I don't I don't know how to describe it. It's just more I noticed that it's more it's become more like uh and not specifically playing Fontaine at all, but like um he's the first name that popped up um, because he was like old school doing that stuff, you know, like.
0: Well, don't you think that comes from the sort of illustration school kind of?
1: Yeah, I guess like. I guess it all de- it also depends on where if if and where you went to school you know. Uh-huh. There's certain like art center, you can tell kids who come from art center like their shit, their shit is put together like for the most part. And they have a they have their branding kind of worked out. Like I think they like the way they teach at art center. And I have no experience going to art center whatsoever, but I know people that go there and uh, or have gone there. And they're I think that they prepare them a whole lot better than a lot of other colleges do, because I think they saw the big picture a lot earlier. So, like, Clayton Brothers and Jeff Soto and uh, Camille Rose Garcia and, you know, like, just a mess, like, I don't know, a mess of people came out of that school. And uh, I think after that, seeing the success of that, like, I think a lot of the art school colleges and things like that kind of started pushing more of the experimental and more of the, uh, more of the avant-garde type of artwork that to try to force and not force, but try to like implement into like the mainstream stuff now that you see like rolling around in juxtapoles and high fructose and stuff like that, you
2: know?
0: So do you think since we're such a, like a connected culture now that we don't really focus on like, uh, geographical locations, like?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's much of a difference anymore because, um, I mean, when I, okay. I mean, when I was in college, like there was no Facebook, like there was no MySpace it was like none of that shit. Like when you had to talk to a girl There's barely get, like, the internet. Barely. Yeah. If you we had fifty where it was like, ee, 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 ee.
2: like yeah. it was like you
1: couldn't you couldn't watch a video. It looked like it looked like one of those old timey like penny movies that you watch at Disneyland. Like it's uh it was it was jacked up. Like you couldn't you had to, if you wanted to talk to somebody you had to literally go face to face and talk to them. Like like, this on Skype is crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah, like is the... hey, I'm talking to Mike. Mike's sitting in the kitchen. I'm, I'm over here drinking coffee in my living room, and uh, we're having a conversation over over the interwebs. It's like, basic, you know,
0: and I'm recording it, and I'm going to allow whoever in the other, world to listen yeah, to
1: it. Other people to, to hear it and things like that, and, and then they can all put their own two cents on it and, like, tell me, like, hey, Kevin, is an asshole, or... Mikey suck. And then, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, all this anonymity and they could talk all this shit and, like, say all this stuff and and it's just all part of the culture now. Everybody just accepts that kind of shit now. Like, but, like, back in the day, like, if you wanted to talk shit on somebody, you talk shit on them to their face or behind their back and it got around to them and then you guys, like, fought or something or, or hated each other and didn't talk anymore or something like that, you know? Like, now people just block people. Now it's, like, now the sucker punch is, like, blocking people on Facebook or, like, uh, you know, no, <laughs> my neighbors are yelling at
0: stuff Speaking of fights, yeah, people are getting so more,
1: not, more and more
0: passive-aggressive, right?
1: Yeah, and I try and see, and I notice myself kind of getting like that, too, and I don't like it. I don't like that shit, like, because uh, I consider myself, like like, uh, sort of straightforward in the sense that, like, if I have, like, not a problem, but if I, I won't, like, I won't sugarcoat something because I think that it'll hurt your feelings. Like, I, if I feel like I need to tell you this, like, if I, if I didn't like a certain part of your painting, it has nothing to do, with, it's all my own opinion, but, like, I, I like, in my later, in my later years, I've, I've been much more, like, diplomatic about how I say things now. You know what I mean? Like you're not such a dickhead but, about it. I'm not such a like. I remember I went to this party after going to art school like for one year. I thought it was shit, you know, like nineteen.
0: Yeah,
1: like, of course. Yeah, so I, I'm an art school bitch. Yeah, I carry a portfolio box around and fucking pencils <laughs> all organized and shit. And um, this chick had by by state, she had like her paintings in this guy's house, and she was like you know, dressed up like an artist, like, a, in, like, kind of, like, a flamboyant costume, like, running around, telling everybody about her paintings. and I had just been introduced to critiques, like, like, putting your stuff up in in front of 40 students and having them tear you a new asshole all day long, like, every, like, eight classes a week, like, getting your asshole stretched further and further from its uh, original size into this new art school, uh, two-bedroom, two-bath sort of size, like, it's uh, but I went to this party and this girl was like talking, and I, so I didn't mean anything by it, but I must have like I was kind of drunk probably. And being nineteen and full of assholiness, I uh, gave her like this harsh critique. I think the word trite came into into the into the mix at one point. Yeah, she so started,
0: so other people, so other people's emotions come into the critiques, like it's more than just the word. Right? Oh yeah,
1: like you can totally tell whether it's uh. It's, personal or if it's it's really like legitimate they're trying to like like tell you something that they kind of see that you don't think they you know you don't see yourself you know
0: was there like creepy dudes like trying to hit on the girls like trying to get in their pants by giving them a nice critique or whatever
1: oh fuck yeah dude i'm telling you it's all politics. that's when that's why i left that was like the first two years of my school and that's why i like i got so sick of this shit like you know you come from like san diego or east county where like like um yeah, I'm not saying that's like the worst place in the world, but Mollison and Madison and P Largo apartments and shit like that was like not the not the greatest place. You know, if you don't critique somebody like that, and you could tell if someone's being a dip you and being passive aggressive. And <laughs> yeah. People people get called out on that all the time. Yeah, so you get like, punched
0: in the nose trying to yeah. pull someone's
1: card like that. All day long, all day long, every day, and like, and so, so if you're just like genuinely just trying to help somebody, like you can recognize that, and if you can, you can see the. You can see the sour grapes like dripping out of their mouth when they're just yapping about like, like their eyes are halfway shut and their nose kind of goes in the air while they're using their hands to talk and talk about your stuff and yeah. pointing out and like, and it's a really it's half it's half trying to impress the teacher so you look like you've done your homework and half trying to impress girls and whoever else is around you so you can gain like some sort of pseudo temporary respect amongst your peers you know, yeah. and I just saw right through all this shit and I was like this sucks, man, like, like, you know what I mean, like, I didn't didn't like it, so this girl, back to the party, this girl, um, basically took all her paintings off the wall and fucking cried, and, and I felt, like, really fucking bad about it, like, like, I still feel bad about it to this day, so if you're out there, and you're on Facebook, remember, sorry. (laughs) We're gonna find her, what's her name? I have no clue, dude, I was, like, 19, drunk at a, fbs party like oh, yeah. it's like yeah i don't know where i
0: was did you see that uh youtube video of miley cyrus smoking the salvia no i would love to oh
1: that, my actually. lord have you ever tried salvia no i'm scared to death of so well i'm not really scared to death of it but like i guess like if it comes across like if it comes across it my path um you know i'm curious like i'd probably test it out but like I'm just have to do that. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't, I already see crazy shit and like, I already like, I like, so you ever know, uh, no, I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs>
2: you
1: going know, make you sound like a nut. Like sometimes I'll see little things like scurrying about, you know, Uh huh. and, uh, like little black shapes out of the corner of my eye or like, and what do you, you think know, that,
0: like, what do you think that is? I
1: don't know. Who knows? but like, um, I've grown, you know, at first it kind of freaks you out, but then you kind of grow accustomed to it. Like, uh, like you kind of you go, know, oh yeah all right it's just nothing you know what i mean and like i'm not hallucinating or anything but i would definitely say that like um like i'm much more after i've done i've done mushrooms a bunch of times not it's the only thing i've done weed and mushrooms and that's it pretty much and um i like how you
0: say pretty much that's funny
1: well i mean like <laughs> do like do on like like those things have worked for me tried and true for i was like 18 yeah like at least I tried Since you were an adult. Well, it was like a whole, it like really made, it made me feel like, like really in tune with like, like my thoughts, you know. It kind of feels like, I I try to do um, mushrooms, like at least, at least once or twice a year. And usually during the summertime, um, it's kind of like emptying the trash on your computer. It kind of like goes in there, your brain gets taken out, it gets like kind of hosed off a little bit, polished up, and then you put it back in. And, like, the next day and, like, for the rest of the year, you feel great. Like, you feel like your brain is free from a lot of garbage that, that didn't need to be there. Like, like little files on your computer that get hidden that you don't know, 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 know why your like, hard is like, taking up all this space. Like, where is all this space getting taken up from? And then that's how it kind of feels, like, when you, when you do them. Like, I usually do them by myself, and I just paint and stuff and hang out.
2: Well, I don't really...
1: try I, I like I have respect for that shit though, dude. Like I don't try to like go out and party on them and stuff. Like I use it kind of like as a tool, you know? I don't try to see how many mushrooms I can possibly eat in a I know exactly how much I can eat <laughs> before I freak out. Right. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Like I don't try I don't I'm not trying to set any fucking land speed records, man. Like I I my pride is my pride is 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 less than uh less than what it used to be.
0: No competition. Yeah. Well,
1: no. I'm uh I don't need to prove how many how many mushrooms I can eat or how many beers I can funnel. Like um, I'm 30, like I don't, I don't need to do that shit. I That's... don't have well, like I don't need to, but I don't feel the need to. You know what I mean? Like I don't feel that kind of societal pressure.
0: If I went and picked up some salvia,
1: would you smoke it? I I, I can't say no, but I
0: the would. if I just brought it out. over,
1: I wouldn't see. But I would I wouldn't even do I wouldn't even do mushrooms if you. Like I'd have to be in the right mind state. I'd have like I don't I don't fuck with that stuff. I make sure that I'm in a good mood. I make sure that like like even though it only lasts for 10 minutes, you never know like I could be stuck in some like weird like browned out fantasy land for the rest of my life and be like oh yeah I remember when Kevin smoked that salvia. Now he just like walks around on the street in like a checkered sports coat and like some Dwayne Wayne different world glasses and you know he's like on a longboard with like pajama pants on like. You know, like rolling down uh, exactly what my friend looks like right now. He but do you
0: think, let me ask you this, because I think that's a lot of people's fears. Like, everyone throws that out a lot. Like, oh, I'm going to fucking go crazy and never come back from this trip, right? Like, that's a, that's a a significant fear for a lot of people. Do you think that maybe those people that go off the the end of the fucking pier, if you will, are They're probably are probably, probably going to do that anyway?
1: Yeah, no, I do. I believe that because I I think you God I think it. you could you could look at someone and just tell what kind of motivation they have to do things. Like sometimes you know what I mean, not all the time, but like I think you can I think you know when somebody's like on a mission to really do themselves some damage. You know what I mean? And like I when I say like all that shit about the longboard and the pajama pants and stuff like that, like my buddy Chauncey, like super good friend of mine, like like love him to death, but I swear to God, like, we I just knew he was gonna, like, do too much acid, like, it's just like, he's, he's just kind of like, he's already, already kind of a weird dude, like, but in a good way, you know, just kind of eccentric, super, super smart, and then just kind of, like, lost touch a little bit, like, I don't know exactly how he's doing now, I haven't talked to him in a while,
2: yeah. but,
1: last time I saw him, and I shit you not, Mollison and Main Street, right in the middle of El Cajon, I was, uh, coming back from, like, college one summer and he was standing on the corner with those flip-up glasses of checkered sports coat um he had pajama pants on and he was riding a skateboard legit like crazy like legit like let's see
0: i i tend to i tend to think that the crazy is already there and yeah
1: yeah like he might have like he already might have been a little unbalanced and then kind of at the acid kind of pushed him over right no i
0: I tend to believe you don't think that no, I think that the crazy has a tendency to go chase the drugs and the alcohol abuse like the abuse yeah. and all the
1: medicating,
0: like, yeah, that's exactly what it is, and then no. and then all of a sudden because of the the use of the drugs, it becomes uh the you know the cause just because it's easy to to blame it on that, but yeah. the reality is it's that it's a, a dysfunction in the brain, some sort of fucking weird chemical reaction that doesn't quite fucking make all the the wires connect right
1: yeah yeah i i agree with that too but um it's all just because of that i've never i've never wanted to try or probably will ever try acid it's just a really anything like unnatural like really freaks me out because well if
0: salvia is a is a
1: herb no. right that's why I'm not I'm not I'm not freaked out about that. Like it's uh, I it just like I said I would just have to be in like a good mood, you know. Yeah.
2: But I don't want to go I don't want to go
1: in there and see like you know crazy black demons pulling me into the carpet and like you know fucking opening up a big hole and I start burning and it closes over me and, it's, yeah. and you know it's just crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's set it let us set it up. Right now.
0: <laughs> I bring the good vibes, son. So we'll get we'll get some because oh, that, yeah, yeah. that shit is gonna be illegal because of fucking Miley Cyrus's knucklehead ass and her fucking goofball friends
1: well i mean is it really going to affect you? like are you going to really be like upset if salvia becomes illegal like
0: oh no it's uh, but i'd like to try it before it w- if it does become illegal i'd like to experience it before it does
1: once. yeah that's definitely probably that's probably a good idea i mean i mean do i have motivation to smoke any of it right now or have i ever like not really does it interest me? It intrigued me, no yeah, like a little bit, but like um, I mean, I've seen videos of it. I don't want to be like foaming at the mouth and twitching and have a YouTube video of myself on there, like like you know, like but uh, yeah, it's like- I would like to see what what happens for sure, I mean,' cause, uh, I think I'd be doing myself an injustice if I did,
0: right, like, but,
1: you know
0: yeah I think it, given the the proper environment I think it could be it could be interesting. a lot of people seem really scared about it like that it brings the fear
1: See, i'm not see, and that's the thing is that like a lot of people are scared of like mushrooms yeah. or like like but you at first it's that it's like when you first ride on a roller coaster and then once you do, you realize that it you know it has you know it's not as scary as you think it is and people like hype it up and it's their own individual like bullshit that made their shit bad. And you don't know that until you've done it a few times. Like, And, um, you know, I'll, at, you're able, like, you hit this point where you're able to like really control mushrooms and like control what you see and kind of like, you know, um, make things I like, I got, I was like making things move, like telling things to move and they would subtly move a little bit. And like, I was, get all
2: stoked and stuff. You know what I mean? Like,
1: just, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was like, uh, I just remember painting, painting on it was like one of the greatest things that i ever done. And you're just so, uh, I was like really confident when I painted, like I just slap things in there brush it up, you know, stuff it up and shit. Everything would come out great. Cause
2: like, you know everything. It
1: felt like, it felt like I was spackling a house, like with a trough, like, oof, like just big. I saw like the paint was just deep and you could just see how it fills into the cracks and, like, how smooth it is, and, like, the sound, the, the, the sound of, like, the wet paint, like, mixing on the, on the palette, and then, you know, just, I don't know, just, it was just awesome, like, audio-wise and, and visually, it was just, like, really calming.
0: Do you, um, I, does your cat stress you out when you, when you're on mushrooms?
1: No, but, you know what, I think animals, all right, and, yeah, you probably get this, too, I think animals silently judge you you know like (laughs) you ever you ever especially i would say it's especially cats dogs are more concerned like dogs are more like hey you all right you need some help buddy i'm gonna (laughs) hang out yeah i'll be cool cats like what are you doing oh you're so stupid Look at you." (laughs) like you know what i mean you ever notice that yeah dogs are like dogs are like your 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 sidekicks cats are like cats are cool like I i love the fuck out of my cat and but i think like I think it's a uh, trade-off, you know? She's uh, she's nice and quiet, doesn't stress me out, like, doesn't do anything bad, she's funny as fuck, but I think when you are under the influence, they, they tend to look down upon you. <laughs> At least that's how I feel, like, like, they make me feel bad, like, a little bit. I'm like, oh, dude, you're bumming me out, cat well. <laughs>
0: That's so funny.
1: It's, I don't know, maybe you get the same thing, but I noticed that with dogs, dogs are, dogs are just way more supportive. Like, like <laughs> so is there for you? <laughs> yeah. No matter what you're into. Oh, we're gonna run down the street naked. Cool. Let's roll this. Let's do this. Oh, <laughs> yeah. car, Like, jump into the water. All right. Let's go. Like, like they're down to do anything. Like, yeah. at least most dogs are. Not all dogs. Like, there's some. There's some little bitch dogs. But yeah. Like the big ones and stuff. Like, like, uh, and like, like PD. PD seems pretty fucking cool. Like, P dog's you know, a champion. Yeah, but they're always like. You know, they're always on the hunt. They're always kind of watching your back. They're like having, like, a secret service guy with you all
0: the time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And the cat's like, go fuck yourself?
1: Cats are, my, no, my cat's more, my cat's like a half-cat, half-dog, where, like, like she she patrols my house for anything that crawls, anything. Uh, spiders, moths, flies, uh, gnats, fruit flies, like, nice. mosquitoes, like, literally anything that moves here and, uh, and will fit in her mouth, she will... She'll fucking eat the shit out of that, and and uh, she's even woken me up when a spider was crawling on me. Before. Like, like I got bit, but I mean, she doesn't like spiders. She won't eat them. She just stabs them with her claws until they're dead. Same with those uh, those big palmetto cockroaches, those giant ass ones you see in the city. Uh, like three yeah. across to hear them. Like she fucks those things up. She stabs them with her claws, breaks all their legs off, and just kicks them around like a hockey puck and never eats them. <laughs> I, I've had like, a game. like like two i live in a really old part of san diego and like you get them like i've had like two since so i've been here in four years and she freaks out over me she's like what the fuck is this Cause i don't let her outside or anything like yeah no she's actually cool man she doesn't bug me at all she wants to be like there's different kinds of cats like it's like she's more of like she's like she's more of like a roll dog you know like Instead of, like, the bitchy, snooty, I don't want to be bothered cat, like...
0: Yeah, like, tail up in the she, air.
1: Yeah, well, she's like, if I'm painting by my easel, like, she's sitting on the table looking at my brush going from paint to the board, paint to the board, and, like, she wants to know what the fuck's going on, what the fuck are you doing over here? She'll try to, she'll, you'll show her the paintbrush, and she brings it close to her face, and, like, what is this? And, like, smells it and stuff, and then, like, goes back, sits back down, like, that's yeah, weird.
0: Where, uh, where do you think the state of the arts are going? Not, like, state-of-the-art technology, but, like, like you know, how the art world sort of works in cycles, or I guess everything works in cycles, but, you know, it goes yeah. through shifts like, like fashion or, or whatever. Like, uh, the, the figurative, like, illustrative big-eye girl thing was so big through, like, the early 2000s. and It's
1: still, like, it's still out there, too, man. Like, I mean, it doesn't, I don't, to be honest, like, I don't, I have never really thought about it.
0: Like yeah,
1: well, like, think about I,
0: it, Jackoff. Where?
1: <laughs> I not know. I mean, like, I haven't really thought about like, how, like, how like where other other shit's going. Like, I'd like to. I like uh, I like seeing what other people are doing. Like, it motivates me. You know, it keeps me keeps me like kind of motivated to see that other people are out. Like, you know, hitting the hitting hitting the ground running. And, well, like, there's got. You
0: know, I I tend to think that there's like sea changes. You know like, like the styles of music even. There's an
1: ebb and flow. Like we have that in the the art world
0: too, right?
1: Yeah. 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 Like, I mean, I think we're at a point now where like, um, um, we're at like, a we're digressing from more figurative work. Like in the sense that like the stuff that really is kind of more popular now is according to like what I've seen is like more of the like do it yourself type of, artwork where like um my teacher once told me like um ziva was like you know if you're gonna if you're gonna stylize something you know you either go all the way or or you go you don't you know what i mean like you can't do this half ass kind of bullshit you know like (laughs) tropic thunder you know you don't you don't go full retard you know what i mean like you ever seen tropic thunder
0: no but go ahead roll with it all
1: right well you know, it's like you—you you either do it all the way or you don't do it at all because it looks kind of wishy-washy. Like it looks like it looks like you, you're undecided. You—you you, you can't make a decision. You know, like on which direction to go. And that's usually te- that tends to be more of the younger like people, like yeah. uh, fresh out of college or you and know, early twenties. Let's make
0: a distinction because there's something specifically different from that in terms of comparing that to, like, the evolution of an artist, how an artist changes over time,
1: right? Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, I think like, that's the whole, that, you can't really judge a person's artwork until you have, like, a body of work for, like, ten years at least, you know, and you can see that, like, people like to see that progression, people like to see where you're going, the directions you're taking, and especially, like, you know, you got collectors, I got collectors, like, um, but I think it's important not to, like, not to count out to like your collectors, you know, and be yeah. worried about whether or not they like what the fuck you're doing. Like um like just for instance, like recently I've just been doing a lot of ink painting and messing shit up just because oil painting like takes a long fucking time.
0: And yeah.
1: it's it's a process. And that process is like sometimes like I'm so scatterbrained that like you know like I'll forget what the concept was for a painting. And it'll turn out to be something totally different by the end because you know I'll I'll, I'll have forgotten what the fuck it's about. Like, and um, I just needed to I need something like a a vehicle that was that was uh, had faster results. You know, like something I could just whip out and get an idea out and just get it onto the board and and have it done and move on to the next thing because the oil painting takes a long time. So I'm just taking like a. I'm not taking a break from it but i just i needed to get some shit out so i just so, started doing that
0: recently do you find you're getting the the what you're looking for in doing the ink yeah. paintings and stuff
1: yeah because I, I mean i started in ink you know i know how to use it and i mean i graduated from using like microns and stuff but just like a brush you know i like using just a brush and some speedball super black and just like kind of goofing off i like like i think painting has helped me in that sense like if you can or ink drawing has helped me my like, painting in that sense that if uh if you can like control the thickness and thinness of a line like just with like a stroke you know uh-huh. like if you can get that kind of section down like you can pretty much you can paint like you it's just all about like getting your colors and you know getting all that other stuff down but, Shit,
0: yeah that means i can paint i know how to do that
1: right yeah it's all about i brush control. it's all about being able to control your like materials and and, uh, if you can, I mean, if you can do that with a brush, then you can paint, right? Like, it's like, so simple. Like, um. You heard it here first, know. kids. Huh? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> as far as, like, the, the state of the art world and where it's going, like, um, I find, like, you know, there is, like, a huge influx of galleries out now. There's, like, millions of galleries, like, all over the place, and they all, like, kind of cater to the like lowbrow quote unquote like pop surrealism sort of sort of like crowd that you know it's great i, I, I love it so it's let
0: me crazy. ask you this let me ask you this well do you think what, what i was trying to ask before was do you think the pop because it's that pop surrealist movement that's really been popular it's this like juxtaposed school right for like the last mm-hmm. 15 20 years now
1: um, uh, I think Juxtables came out like 95 or 94
0: So do you think all these pop surrealists Are going to evolve into something different Or do you think they're just going to run With the same thing for a long time And just be well,
1: in... I I mean it's impossible to say It's like an individual thing I mean yeah. it it depends on what they're in it for Are they in it to become the best artist They could possibly be like, And just kind of explore their own creativity And just go on any kind of tangent They feel the need to or do they want to keep their brand? Do they want to maintain a style that is recognizable over the next 20 years? And, you know, and, and, but then again, you know, you get kind of pigeonholed into that. You uh-huh. know what I mean? So, depends on what you want to do. I know, like, here, a good example is, like, uh, Helen Garber. Remember Helen Garber?
2: Uh-huh.
1: Like, before she was doing these, like, uh, kind of dark, like, portraits, kind of like the Fabia, like, where, it would look like a photo kind of, but it would have its own like little spin and she would do a lot of portrait work and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And then like now, nowadays she's like, she's doing this like paint, drippy flower, floral, like Pollock, like messy stuff, not figurative in the slightest. Um, Like, like I I don't know what's going on. I honestly have no idea what's going on. And um, it's like the most flip side of, of, a, of an art, like it, it's the furthest from where she used to be. So I don't, i'm i'm just I'm like interested to hear what happened between there and here because yeah. I haven't seen anything in between that's like it wasn't a subtle transition it was like it was like bam I'm doing portraits of like you know bikers with tattoos and 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 like dark hotel rooms and then bam I'm doing these drippy floral abstract uh, messy postmodern well, and i, I, I,
0: I it seems like that happens with people who get who get stuck doing a lot of figurative work for a long time.
1: They get sick of it. Yeah, yeah. they get sick of just trying to, they want to, that's what happens when you don't let that little beast out, you know? Like, you gotta, that's why I'm kind of doing this shit for a little bit, too, because you gotta let that, you gotta let the steam out of that shit every yeah. once in a while. That's you part know, of why I'm it.
0: doing the podcast, too, is like, it's just some other little creative outlet, you know?
1: Well, I mean, that's part of the reason why he did the wall. So it's like, yeah, right. you know, it's, that shit's free. It doesn't cost anything. There's no preconceived notions. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. You do whatever you want. You just go up there and do whatever the fuck you want. Right. And like, uh, that's always been my motto. I mean, I don't see a reason for anybody to do something they don't want to do. Like, especially if, you know, they have two working hands and feet and a brain. Like you, you should do whatever you want to do. Like it, it, well within reason, you know, and, uh, Make sure you kind of like explore whatever kind of like desires that you want as far as the trading shit goes. You know, like, and if you leave that stuff kind of like untouched and uh, you haven't, you don't really delve into it. Like, like it, it becomes it becomes like a, like a like a like a teapot. You know, like it, it'll blow up into probably like some abstract, flowery drippy things. Like you don't even and I, 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 like nothing. I like no no offense to like Helen Garber or anything. Like I you know like. I respect anybody who's brave enough to do some crazy shit like that, but that's, uh, I don't, I don't don't know. I want to see how, why that happened. Like, I want to know why, like, like I'm more interested in shit like that. Like, like the journey, stuff. you know, like, like how, how you get from point A to point B and what happened in between that is like the most important stuff. Like the end, the goal or the, the end point isn't really that important whether or not you get there. It's like how you get there, you know? Yeah. All, All right, right. I That's think that, a, that might be a good spot you're... to
0: end the podcast. So let's oh. let's plug some of your stuff real quick if uh if people want to find your work where you got a
1: website. Um yeah, my website is uh, kevinpetersonart.com. Um, let's let's talk of... shit
0: about the other guy who's a Kevin Peterson artist.
1: I don't know much about this dude. Um I I know that I'm probably just going to change my name just because like not my name like my real name, but like the the name that I put on like flyers for paintings and, or for painting shows and stuff like that. Like, just because like, like if in fact he does, he's an oil painter also. So just in fact, or just in case that he does start showing in like LA or San Francisco or wherever, like there's going to be that fucking confusion. Like, I'm sorry. Like the guy, I mean, it's, uh, it's odd. I know I have like a super, super generic name. Like, it's like John Smith. Like, so
0: you guys should do um, like a graffiti battle for the name. Once and for all, have a paint off. Well, that's off. the
1: thing is that he actually he does oil paintings of graffiti, which I, I never really thought made any sense, but like you know how Banksy <laughs> will do like, or kind of like how, kind of like how Josh, like how uh Josh Keys will will do these like rad little dioramas that are slices like cut out cubes and shit, uh-huh. and and then like little statues will be graffitied up and stuff like, but if you take like that. Little statue
0: that's graffitied up, and then paintings of that, like that kind of shit. All right, well, fuck so, that guy. Not Josh Peters. <laughs> fuck, fuck the other Kevin Peterson oil painter. And then maybe he's a nice guy. Maybe we shouldn't say that. Maybe he's. That's a, what I'm saying. I,
1: I don't know the dude at all. I don't know much about him. He's from Houston. That's what I know. It's all about it's all
0: but, I'll send him an um, email and say that you guys want, that he, you want to have a paint off. Uh,
1: I was yeah once and for a all. All. Off too. Uh, uh, You have a Twitter. Uh, page so uh, say your website yeah. again
0: since we fucked
1: that all up um it's kevinpetersonart.com. it's more like a uh, it's not really a website it's more like a cargo collective uh like portfolio just to get like freelance work and stuff but, well people I mean, can see have, some of your
0: stuff there
1: yeah you can see most of my paintings on there and drawings and things like that and commission commit to work and all that stuff my you, twitter is uh k dub peterson and um my facebook is confusing. i don't know um you had a blog really going for a at, while I'm right i'm really bad at promotion promoting myself and things like that like,
0: no you're not you're the best
1: <laughs> i'm terrible um, all
0: right well thank you for doing the show my friend if you were here in person i would shake your hand sweet man no problem thank you for having me
2: Gotta go to school, tell your mom what to expect She said it's right out of the blue Do you wanna work at Lebanon? Cause that's what they expect Starting lingerie and Doris is your supervisor And the head said that you always were a queer one from the start you say you want to be remembered for your art. Your obsession gets you known throughout the school for being strange Making life-size models of the velvet underground in play In the queue for lunch they take the piss, you've got no appetite And the rumor is you never go with boys and you are tight So they jab you with a fork, you drop the train. Are you cleaning up the mess? The teacher's looking up your skull. Hey, you've been used. Are you calm, settle down? Write a song, I'll sing along. Soon you will know that you are safe. You're on top of the world again. This episode's music. Friends by
1: Band of Skulls. Pass the Mic by the Beastie Boys. Expectations by Bell and Sebastian. Live free podcast motherfuckers.
2: December 2010.